Welcome to Money Tips by Charles Kelly, author of Yes, Money Can Buy You Happiness. Charles spent over 25 years in financial services, working for banks, insurance companies, and as a qualified independent financial advisor running his practice before setting up his speaking, consultancy, and property business. Money Tips will help you save, make, and accumulate more money, whether you are a business owner, entrepreneur, employee, or still searching for your vocation. Hello, and welcome to Charles Kelly Money Tips Daily, bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate, and enjoy more money. Now, today I'm asking you a question. Can you really buy investment properties with just one click of the mouse? A bit like, you know, when you just go on and... Uh, buy something on Amazon. Can you really do that? Well, not quite, but I want to first of all give you a bit of background. I mean, Joseph Kennedy, the father of John F. Kennedy, legend has it that he once said that when the shoeshine boys were telling him to get into the stock market, he knew it was time to get out. And legend has it again that that's exactly what he did before the 1929 stock market crash, one of the worst in history. And the following bear market, which went on for for decades, and you know, whilst this may not be true or not, but the fact is, he he did hold his fortune together, where many of them lost their fortunes and threw themselves off buildings in Wall Street, and he was able to then finance his sons into politics, and you know, of course, you know the story of John F. Kennedy and the family that have almost dominated politics for years, but that that's the story goes, and, and sometimes. I feel the same way about property when everyone seems to be jumping on the bandwagon and, you know, going on courses and becoming buy to let investors. And, you know, sometimes I feel like that. But then I think, well, hang on, it's only a few people. It's, it's not that many people going on courses. And I, I still recommend that if you want to get into property, you should go on on courses and learn how to do it properly. And if you if you're interested in that, just email me and I'll put you on a course. But then I see a company advertising that you can buy investment properties with a click of the mouse so easily and they'll do everything for you, blah, blah, blah. Now, as I said, can you really buy properties just online? Well, not quite. It's not quite that simple, but uh, it, it's it's part of the process. Now, a company called Dot, which is a Californian company based also with, with offices in Manchester, effectively gives you the facility to, I'd say, reserve a property, leaving the legal work to be done later on. Now, investors are told that, you know, you can buy a property online costing up to around, you know, usually around the £200,000 mark in a few pain-free minutes with just a click of the mouse. And they're promising yields of up to 6% per annum. Now, what happens once you've, you've done this, you've, 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 uh, it's, this is the way it would work. You would go online, look at a property and, and say, I like the look of that. And then the company sends you a computer generated image of what the property would look like after it's been refurbished. And this you know, negates the need for you to even go and visit the property and, and, and look at the site. Uh, I guess being a Californian company, this would make sense if they're you know, selling properties in Utah to investors in Texas and Florida, where to go and do a site visit would be thousands of miles and a plane ride and planes, trains and automobiles and all that sort of stuff. Whereas in the UK, you can get pretty much anywhere, certainly in England, you can get pretty much from one side or the other, you know, within half a day. Yeah, you might need a flight, you might need a train, but it's not that difficult, say, if you live in the London area to get up north in three or four hours, 
and, and down south in four, maybe five hours if you're going to Cornwall. But let's face it, this company are dealing in Leeds and, and Manchester, in fact, and Birmingham. So you, you can get to these places not, you know, within a reasonable time. And we've got good transport through trains, unlike in America. But, you know, I can see why they, they've, they've put this out in America. But now they're in the UK, it might be a different story. Now, this, I got this story in the, in the Sunday Times. I've got to give them credit. And they told them that they, they expect it will be completely normal for an investor to acquire, renovate and hold properties without ever visiting them in person. It sounds very attractive. You know, if you're buying a property hundreds of miles away and it can be a hassle to find builders, to find people to do work, to find electricians. It can be a hassle even if, if your property's near and down the road from you. So this deal on the surface looks very attractive they're kind of putting it together as a package and using technology now let me go into a few of the details once the property has been reserved and doc carries out then then we'll carry out a credit check and they want to verify that the purchaser is earning at least thirty thousand pounds per annum and this is probably due to the mortgage that i'll come on to in a while uh, the company then effectively is lending the investor the money to purchase the property and pay all of the stamp duty and legal costs plus their fee, 3%. I'll just say that again, 3%, right? Now, the loan is effectively like a bridging loan, okay? Uh, and it's offered at quite high rates, 0.6% per month. It's not quite as high as most bridging loans, which would be in the 1% to 2%, but it's still 7% per annum, and they say for 12 months, and the investor is then required to put in 25% as a deposit. Now, the company then, DOT, will set up a limited company in the investor's name so that tax on the profits can be paid at the corporate rate of 19% rather than personal rates of, you know, between 20 and 45% if, if you're higher rate taxpayers. Now, once the sale has been completed, they will refurbish the property for an agreed fee, which I guess won't be cheap because they're doing the site management as well. And this could take up to three months. Okay, fair enough. You can't expect people to work for nothing. Now, the company's packaging properties uh, at the moment, they're packaging up to 40 flats in Manchester, Birmingham and Leeds, cities which it has identified as rental growth areas. And you know, I can't really argue with that. All, all of these cities are looking good at the moment. Now, before refurbishment, refurbishment starts, the investor takes out a second mortgage with, with DOT on the same terms and this would cover the interest accrued on the first loan notice the interest accrued that that means the interest is running up it's it's rolling up and and compounding if you look at my episode on compounding you'll see how that this can have a major effect on the first loan plus you're borrowing against the cost of the the works now note that at this point the investor hasn't paid anything more than their initial deposit so on a 200,000 pound flat they've put put down 50 grand Okay. Now, once the works on the property have been completed, the investor then takes out a new mortgage to refinance the first two bridging loans based on the new higher value of the property. Now, just I'll repeat that. You take out a new loan to finance the two bridging loans based on the new higher valuation of the property. And then DOT can arrange a mortgage for you at an annual interest rate of between 2.89% and 3.99% over uh, up to 30 years. So basically the investor has, has found a property uh, or they found a property for them. They put down their 25% or 50,000 on a 200,000 man property 
the article doesn't say exactly what the refurbishment costs will be, but what does refurbishment mean? It could mean a lick of paint and, and maybe a new kitchen here and there, but it could mean uh, much more. I mean, in one estimate here, they give, you know, if you if you bought the property, price a flat before the refurbishment, uh, they're, they're given 155, initial mortgage 116,000. Uh, in, in this example, they're, they're given on a property worth 155,000, a cost of refurbishment of 22,000. Okay, so imagine on a, on a property of 200,000, you know, the refurbishment could be you know, 30 odd thousand, say. Okay, plus their fees and that sort of thing. And, you know, it, they're estimating that the value is going to go up and that, you know, you would be able to refinance, getting the money out that you've put in other than your, your maybe your deposit. This, of course, relies on the, the, the new valuation being achieved by the refurbishment. So let's, let's just carry on with this. I mean, it, 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 there's quite a lot of assumptions being made here. Okay, now the interest rate, you know, it's quite a high interest rate, 2.89%. It reflects that the interest rates paid by limited companies are seem to be higher than if you borrowed the money in your own name. It's still a mystery to me why mainstream lenders like the Halifax and Lloyds Group have, have not got into the market for lending to limited companies at more competitive rates than those offered by some of the more expensive challenger banks. Because although they're lending to a limited company, the individual who owns the limited company is still signing a guarantee. So it's effectively, you know, your, your mortgage with a limited company wrapped around it. So it's no more risky for the lender. That's what I'm trying to say. Now, based on current projections, investors who stay with the company could make £3,358 per year from a two-bed property worth around 207000 and rented out for £1,000 per month. So you're assuming that you've got a property in Birmingham, you're going to get £1,000 a month for a two-bed property worth £207,000. Now, by my calculations, this means that investors are only receiving less than 40% of the rental income. Uh, mortgage payments, ground rent, service charges of roughly 30%. That, in covers insu that covers insurance, tax reporting, services, management fee are deducted from the rental income. So it's quite a hefty charge. You know, you've got a rental income of £12,000 per annum and you're getting, you know, less than £4,000 per annum. That's assuming you can even get 1000 a month in leads. OK, now this doesn't look like a 6% rental yield to me. It, it actually works out to 1.76% after cost. Now, OK, everyone's going to have costs. You know, that's fair enough. There's always costs, but this is a package here. So to say that, you know, you're getting 6% when you're really getting less than 2%, is a little bit of an exaggeration to say the least. Okay. Now, Doc claims that they'll make it easy for people to purchase buy to let investments without doing any of the research or work themselves. However, nobody's going to do it for nothing. They've got to make some money out of it. And there's some quite lumpy fees and charges involved. But on the face of it, it looks like an interesting deal, innovative, using technology, making it easy for people to get into property. But there are some drawbacks. Firstly, the advertised 6% yield is, is exaggerated, as I said. Uh, you know, when you take into account all the management fees, you know, you can argue that there's always going to be management fees, but not quite this much, I, I would say. And when you're buying any flat, uh, especially in a, in a, a block where there's uh, porters and lifts and maybe even pools and that sort of thing, you've always got to take into account management charges, which, you know, in some London blocks, you can have management charges of three, four, five thousand pounds a year. And that's paid by the, the landlord. So that's got to come off the, the estimated yield. 
Secondly, buying a property remotely, I think is always risky. And some dealers do it. Some people buy in auctions remotely, but it, but it's always a risk. And, you know, if you're big enough to take that risk and you've got enough money behind you, fair enough. But for the average new investor, I think it's a silly risk to take when you can get get up to Manchester, Leeds or Birmingham within a few hours and, and invest a bit of time in going to see things and look at the area, look at, you know, what, what is this area? Is this, this is on some industrial estate or is it in a nice residential area where you've got amenities around you? Yeah, you can look at things on Google Earth. But it's not the same as going to an area and getting a feel for it. You know, if you go to an area and you, you, you just feel, you don't feel safe, you, you, you see broken windows and, you know, cans of stuff lying around and, unsavory people walking around the streets and you know you think what, what kind of area is this you know but if you go to an area it's a nice area you get a good feel for it so i, I think it's a bit risky to, to buy remotely thirdly much of the profit is going to be eaten up by your bridging loan and interest costs you know certainly your early profits which of course are adding to the profits of dot this looks like a good scheme for dot to me you know they're finding properties they're charging you three percent fee they're charging you all this interest which you know, I'm sure he's making them quite a big profit. And then the management charges are just unbelievably expensive, in my opinion. So th that that's another risk, and especially these bridging loan costs in the first year. Fourthly, you're almost totally reliant on DOT, this company, to fulfill all the refurbishment, all the management. You have very little control over it either. If the company releases 40 flats onto the market in one area, there is a risk that you may not even be able to find suitable tenants. You're, you're really reliant on this company, which could be a great company. I don't know them. This could be a wonderful scheme. But I've seen things like this in the past and it's all seemed to end in tears. You know, when the company advertises, you can buy properties easy, we'll manage it, we'll do this, we'll do that. You know, how can you be sure? I mean, when, I, when, I, when I've got a builder working on a property, I have to be there to visit and, and look at the site or employ someone to do that. Because if, if they're not being watched, they're not going to do things properly. That, that's my experience. Everything has to be managed. Big companies, when they you know, build sites, they have site managers, they have architects, they have cost accountants and, and all these people and, and surveyors and quantity surveyors all watching their products. They don't just leave it to a builder to do and then come back in a year's time. So that's that's the fourth drawback, in my opinion. And finally, and I think most crucially, the scheme seems to rest and rely and turn on a new higher valuation in order to get your remortgage and get, get your money out and get, get out of this expensive bridging loan. Now, if your lender's valuation, the new lender that you're remortgaging with and the value comes along doesn't agree with the, the DOT's higher valuation, or the market has dipped or, or dot just gets it wrong, you may end up having to put in more of your own cash, assuming you have cash, in order to get out of this 12 months bridging loan. So in other words, if you've bought a place for £200,000, you spent 30 on it, there's other fees of, let's say, 20000 you're in, that's £250,000 you're in for. Now, if the value of your new lender comes along and says, well, we only think this is worth 200,000. We don't think it's any more worth any more than you paid for it. Then what? You can only get maybe 70, 75% out on the, on the new loan, which will also depend on your income, your outgoings and that sort of thing. You may not qualify for the loan. Then what? Then, you know, you can only borrow maybe 140, 150,000 when you've already put in 50,000 of your, your, your own deposit, plus maybe another 40, 50,000 in costs then what? You know, 
you, you're in, you, you spent a hundred thousand pounds, but you can only get a mortgage giving you back and, and leaving you with, you know, in other words, you may have more cash in the deal than you expected because the, the, the higher valuation hasn't stacked up. So that, that's the risk for me. So although they're saying you only need a 25% deposit, you may need a lot more than that. You may need more like a 50% deposit if you're going to cover all these refurbishment costs and all the other fees that are involved. So I, I would estimate you'd probably need 40 to 50% as a deposit to, to be safe in this in this deal. Now look, the scheme could be either a major flop, leaving hundreds of investors out of pocket and complaining that they can't get these properties let or they're not good enough and blah, blah, blah. Or it could become the next Uber, if you like, the next disruptor of investment properties. In the meantime, I'll personally wait and see what happens and I'll stick to my own research and my own deals rather than just sort of outsource it and hand it over to a company and hope for the best. But the choice is yours. The company's called Dot. If you want to look up, look them up, go and, go and, go and check them out. Finally, the word of the day is land registry. Whilst we're talking about property, let's talk about what is land registry. Well, in this country, land registry is the official government body that registers most property titles in England and Wales. I say most property titles because sometimes you find an older property where it's not registered with the land registry. So the solicitor has to find other ways of proving ownership. Now, normally your solicitor will take, you don't really see the land registry apart from what in a pack that your solicitor will send you. But it's usually got a little map there and a, a drawing of where your your title boundary is and who owns it at the moment and, and etc. And then the solicitor will normally register your name on the land registry once you've completed on the deal together with the mortgage company. If you're getting a mortgage, they will have a first charge on that property registered with the land registry. So it's a pretty good system. It's a safe system. I can't say the same if you buy properties in other companies, but it's a, other countries. But it's a safe system. You can also go online and search the land registry yourself for a fee. Interesting to note that on the government website when I went on, it said on there, the UK will be leaving the European Union on the 31st of October. We're in September at the moment, but it's interesting that that is on official government websites right now. Okay, thanks for listening. I know it's been quite a long episode and it's gone into a lot of detail, but I wanted to, to cover that so that you really understood what it was all about. Thanks for listening. This has been Charles Kelly bringing you money tips to help you save, earn, invest, accumulate and enjoy more money. Thank you for listening to Money Tips. For more tips and information, visit moneytipsdaily.com. The information given in this podcast is for your entertainment and should not be construed as financial advice. As always, take independent financial advice before making any investment decisions. 